Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to an interview with National Association of Home Builders Chief Economist Robert Dietz. In this episode, Dietz discusses the latest housing market index and gives some insight into why home builder confidence fell to its lowest level since August 2020. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit joinatlanticbay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined by the National Association of Home Builders Chief Economist, Rob Dietz. Listeners, today, Rob will be speaking to us about the latest housing market index report. Rob, thanks for joining us again on Housing Wire Daily. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's good to join you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to get started by discussing the latest housing market index from NAHB. According to the report, builder confidence in the market for newly built single family homes fell two points to 81 in June, resulting in home builder confidence falling to its lowest level since August 2020. So I'd like to get your insight on what this drop in the HMI tells us about market conditions at this time. Yeah, so the the NHB Wells Fargo Housing Market Index peaked at a level of 90 uh, last November. And since that time, it has declined, as you noted, to a level of 81. I I think it's important to keep in mind anything above a level of 50 is is a positive reading, indicating market expansion for single-family construction. But the, the recent decline is really due to building material constraints. So overall, housing demand is strong, inventory is limited. Uh, but it is becoming more expensive and taking longer to build all kinds of housing. In fact, residential construction costs were up uh, more than 19% over the last year, and that's just materials. So we expect all forms of construction to grow this year, single family, multifamily, and remodeling, uh, but buyers and renters will need to be patient as additional supply comes to the market. Yeah, we're going to talk about supply constraints in just a few, but as we approach the summer months, do you expect builder confidence to increase or decline? And what are some of the challenges builders may be facing in the months ahead? Well, I, I think the, the near-term future is, is mixed in terms of some of the outlook. Um, on the positive side, lumber prices do appear headed lower. Uh, we still need improvements uh, for the overall supply chain, including the availability and cost of appliances and other kinds of building materials. Uh, Delivery times are are key, and of course, we need to see an end to some of the unsustainable growth in in construction costs. And that's certainly what the Federal Reserve is is banking on in terms of its expectation that some of the recent inflationary pressure is transitory, that we need to see an end to some of this kind of uh, price growth. On the more negative side, uh, we do expect interest rates to head higher over the next two years. Uh, and, And of course, we know that the current pace of home price growth right now is ultimately unsustainable. It's not a bubble. Uh, The market's frothy, uh, but it is increasing too fast relative to incomes, which does suggest challenges 
uh, to housing affordability, which would have an impact on, on builder uh, confidence. And of course, let's not forget the existing constraints for labor and lots. Uh, for the last four or five years, we've been talking about the, the five L's of home construction, a lack of a labor, lots, lending for builders and land developers, uh, legal issues in terms of regulatory burdens, uh, and of course, challenges with lumber and materials. So lot supplies right now are low, in, in particularly in hot markets, and job openings in the overall economy have reached 9.3 million open jobs. And within the construction industry, we're short about 300,000 workers. So there's a lot of jobs that need to be filled. And, and those represent some of the near-term challenges uh, for home construction. Yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for answering that. You know, as we, excuse me, as we've seen over the last year, surging home buyer demand coupled with rising lumber costs and supply constraints have contributed to an incredibly competitive housing market. So in your perspective, what does the housing industry need to do to meet this home building demand? Well, to put it simply, we've got to find ways to bend the cost curve for construction. And that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, policymakers can help. We can we can find ways to reform inefficient zoning rules and reduce permit approval delays. All of that would uh, help uh, increase the speed of home construction. Uh, we can reduce impact fees and, and use more bond financing to develop infrastructure, which is often paid for uh, by home construction. Uh, of course, we need to enable middle skills worker training uh, for sectors like construction to fill those, those open jobs that I mentioned earlier. And of course, we've got to improve the, the supply chain for the overall uh, construction industry, including looking at the lumber market and trying to determine why we sometimes obtain this mismatch between demand and available supply when it comes to uh, building materials. And I, I think one area there where we could see an improvement would be to obtain a new softwood lumber agreement with Canada. Uh, Canada is where we get about 30% of our, our lumber supply. And, and let's keep in mind, there's, there's a race that's on at the local level and communities that can find ways to add housing will experience population and, and job growth. And in fact, due to telecommuting, we, we think about 30 to 40% of workers will be working at home on at least a part-time basis. And thus those communities have a greater ability to provide supply, will be able to meet those residents who now have a greater ability to choose where to work and where to live uh, thanks to a reduced uh, total weekly commute. All right. Well, let's focus on our country's housing inventory, as this has been a question of concern now for over the last year. Recently, the Wall Street Journal reported lumber prices were declining. If lumber prices continue to fall and supply constraints ease up, what impact will these factors have on the housing market and our nation's inventory levels? Well, it's it's good news, and, and let's hope it represents true gains for lumber supply. Uh, I think that was the concern in, in the marketplace was the actual availability of, of lumber and other kinds of building materials. Um, the, the challenge in 2020 was that lumber production in the United States was flat, while single family construction was up 12%, and there were gains for remodeling and other kinds of construction. So you had this mismatch between the demand and, and supply of, of lumber. And in fact, we had estimated that those higher lumber costs alone were responsible for raising new home prices by about $36,000 uh, per home. So that, that has clear negative impacts on housing supply and, of course, housing affordability. Um, we at NHB surveyed builders about these higher costs, and we found that about 20% of builders were limiting sales or construction activity in order to manage their supply chains. 
And about 15% of builders actually reported pausing some building projects uh, in cases where they laid a foundation but uh, did not proceed to frame the home uh, due to those higher costs. So lower lumber costs and, and, and a greater availability of building materials in general do mean that we would get an additional short-term boost uh, in building, and we certainly could use the additional inventory uh, in the marketplace right now. Yeah, definitely going to be keeping an eye on those lumber prices. Well, a lot of great insight here today, Rob. But lastly, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add today or anything else our listeners should know? Well, I think that the big housing data story of 2020, and it was something that uh, my team and, and I have spent a lot of time researching, was about the shifting geography of housing demand. Uh, we saw a notable suburban shift in, in terms of construction permits. Uh, urban core areas and, and large metropolitan areas were up about 9% last year in terms of single family construction, but medium sized cities, lower density, lower cost markets were up uh, about 16%, so a, gr- a greater growth rate. And, and lower density second home markets were up 23%. So uh, the lower density type uh, locations uh, saw greater growth last year. And as the economy reopens, we think some of that demand is going to move back into some of these higher density markets. Uh, In fact, the the townhouse construction market at the end of 2020 had the best quarter in in two and a half years. And we expect multifamily construction uh, to experience growth here in 2021 after a decline last year. So the geography story of housing demand continues to evolve. I do believe there'll be a a partial persistence in terms of some of that suburban shift within metro areas. And we'll have to watch both the the single family and the multifamily markets uh, as they move uh, later into uh, 2021. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Great. Thank you, Victoria. Absolutely. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow. Tomorrow.